Hi, welcome back to Vodami and thank you for joining us for today's episode and also a big thank you for checking out last week's episode, our inaugural episode. Today's podcast will be a little bit different because I will have a guest with me and we're just going to talk about some topics and I hope you stay tuned and enjoy every part of it. Thank you once again for joining us. Welcome again to Vodami. And um, like I said in the earlier episode, that the idea, the goal of this podcast is to have my friends on here to discuss, you know, social issues or whatever issue that um, that there may be or whatever thing that I'm thinking throughout the week or during the course of the week um, that I want to talk about. And I'm honored to have one of my boys with me today. And um, he's going to introduce himself and he's a <laughs> first guest on the show man so it's it's happening people um and so i have with me steve um and i'll let him introduce himself shortly briefly and now we just get right into it and i hope you just stay with us and we have a whole lot of issues we want to uncover today oh yeah yes sir go ahead steve all right well i'm steve uh i would do and uh, i'm a good friend of shani he's my boy like he said and uh it's just awesome to be like you said, the first one on this on this uh, podcast. I just I'm glad to discuss the issues, <clears throat> the current issues that we're facing, and I uh, hope we, we get into a really good discussion here. Yes, sir, definitely. Um, tell us, uh, where did you grow up, man? So I was born in Cameroon. Yo, show us some French love, brother. So, voix d'amis, donc comment ça va, mon frère? Hey. Bien, uh, très bien. <laughs> très bien, très bien. Yeah, yeah um, um, um. <laughs> Yes, sir. So, yeah, so born in Cameroon, um, close to Yaoundé, about 30 minutes from Yaoundé. Um, and then, you know, moved here when I was about 11 years old. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I grew up. That's kind of, I'm still I still feel like a Cameroonian boy every day, man. So it hasn't left me for sure. Definitely so. no. This this the motherland right there. Exactly. It doesn't leave us. Um. So coming from Cameroon, I know you said you came here when you were 11. Uh, for me, I came to America when I was you know a little older. Mm-hmm. Um. And so like, how was growing up in America versus growing up in Cameroon? Like, I know it was just 11 years over there, but. How what 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 can you say was different, or what could you say was like was um was was different? Like you know, both of them are both special, but like mm-hmm. what what was different? Um, being raised, and I know you've lived, you know, half is like half and half. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. So what was different uh, between the two cultures, if you may? Um, what's different would be the the speed of life in in the way. Yeah, here you 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 come here like let's say I have, you know, I have older brothers or, or, you know, other cousins or whatnot. And you're not, you're not rushed through life in a way. So like expectations for like, let's say whenever you're, whenever basically you're 18 in America, that's the time you're supposed to be leaving the house, you know? Um, and here it's, and, 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 and back home, that's not the case. It's okay. 
if if you're if you're still around family you're not looked at like oh what are you doing with your life kind of thing you know so life moves quick and and back home this you have a sense of of belonging you know you have a sense of like oh i i my family is always around and and here is 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 not like that you know people are always family is always talking about bills have to get paid you know so yeah uh, yeah so that that's really a little bit of the difference but okay uh-huh. You oh yeah. I still love both though. Well, yeah, I know, I know. That's why I said I think both are both special in their way. So, what was uh were you already speaking English before you came here or like did you have to learn that? Oh, oh no. I I spoke zero English. I Look I took, at you today. Huh? <laughs> I if you think I'm I speak well today then thank you. <laughs> but but yeah, I even i hated my english classes back home i yeah and the professors always wanted us to you know do well in it and, but i did not know i knew maybe hello or that a hey, good morning that's about really? it wow oh. and, and yeah. it's, it's it's interesting you said that that you hated your english classes because oh, yeah. in nigeria too we had french classes and it was like you know you just go, you just went in there like you didn't really we had to do this conjugation and all of those right, things right. you just he just crammed them like he didn't really learn. You know, right, people take right. six years, or you know, you take junior in your junior secondary secondary school or GS one to GS three. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's called something else now. But mm -hmm. you took it then, and you just like we don't really know how to speak it, and people are just like, why am I even learning this? So I think it was the same way for you too. Yeah, growing right. up in the like, French part of French speaking right. part of Cameroon. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you 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 almost like what's the point if I'm never gonna use this? So right. Right. Of, of, of really um learning it but honestly today i love languages man like i like spanish i i want to pick it up are you, are you learning another language i mean i grew up you know i grew up in texas playing a lot of soccer and a lot of my uh friends were from you know maybe like mexico just different countries from you know from uh south uh from the from you know a lot of soccer playing countries and uh, a lot of them are Hispanic or whatnot. And so I just picked up a lot of English, a lot of Spanish. And I was just more like, like whenever I went to class, I was in child, I was like, I wanted to learn this language because I know it's going to be useful. I'm, I'm going to make friends when I, when I speak to other people in, in their own language. So people love that. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So also, how were you able to also still retain um, your, your French? You know, like how were you speaking with family here or? or yeah. Like Right, okay. speaking with family here, um, and I think I think eleven or twelve. It's it's an age where you already it's already in you. <laughs> it's already in you, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an age where it's, it's really it's hard, hard to. to yeah. yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. course, I'm not I'm not as sharp as, as as I was before, especially my writing. Oh my goodness, you can't tell me to write an uh, a, a French letter and I and I. Yo, and, bro, I remember when you had yeah. to take the classes, Saint Ed. You get to, yeah, remember remember where I was giving you troubles because right, you kept going right. to Abraham for help. Yeah, and it, I was exactly. like, bro, you were French, yeah. man. <laughs> it's not that you're French, shame, but like man, you speak I, French, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt ashamed because, but I had to pass my classes, you know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wait, wait, Steve, wasn't that like a beginner French course too? Come on, don't do this. It wasn't okay. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do all that. I'm not gonna do all that. Um, We're gonna so, say it's French. It was French five. We're gonna say it's French five. French five. Okay. All right. We just say that. I mean, there's no way. No one's gonna go. You know, require for your transcript or whatever, and, and exactly. make sure. 
So we just we just say that. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and so um, so you came here. So I'm guessing you went straight to media school. Um, I actually came here at the end, like at the end of fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. So I was mm. like, you know, I was like two months in, two months. Okay. Yeah, I did two months in fifth grade, and it was summer. And then the next school year was uh, uh, sixth grade. Okay. So you you were a little bit prepared for high school because I heard that you know people that came that come, um, you know, especially from Africa, like um, the the type of abuse they see or they they experience, you know, by going to high school here, you know, people calling them African booty scratcher. So I'm thinking that you probably were not exposed to all of those in your high school. Oh, oh no, oh no. I was exposed to it. Trust me. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got yeah. So like kids are mean, man. Kids are mean. <laughs> like, they, they, if they see something that 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 doesn't look like what they're used what to. What they're used to, they just speak on that. They'll call it out. They'll call it out, man. Mm. Um I got like bullied in uh in in in, in middle school. Because middle middle school, you have to remember middle school is tough too. I felt like middle really? school. Really? So, was, so yeah. you think you think middle school is tougher than high school? Oh, easily. Easily. Really? Yes. Okay. Easily hmm. tougher than high school. Yeah. I got especially I had a I had a thicker accent, you know. My <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't fully uh uh learn English, English in middle yet. school. Yeah, so yeah. Just imagine that. The only thing that kept me that kept like that made me like have friends was my like me playing soccer, you know. So mm-hmm. I was always I always had a bunch of friends around me, so it was nice. Yeah. Wow, that's good. So, middle school, high school, and then college. Uh, can you tell me about the, your transition from high school to um, to college? And then you spoke about, you know, you playing soccer. Can, can you talk <laughs> about that and, and the recruiting process of you playing soccer in in, um, in, in college too? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I'd, I'd always, you know, played soccer all the way through from, you know, from Cameroon all the way through middle school to high school. And it wasn't just playing at school, you know, you, you play on a, on a league team, uh, as you, as you're going up. And so, um, you know, coaches get invited to, to some of these games that you, uh, that, that, uh, your club basically has, uh, connections with the, with, with, with college coaches, college, uh, college campuses around the, the country or whatnot. And, um, uh, one of the coaches at St. Edwards was invited to my game and I guess he saw me play and then we just hit it off from there. And I, you know, I'd go watch some of their games sometimes and uh, yeah, he'd come to my games and then we just, you know, just keep in touch. Um, and then I decided, you know what, it's not like I was, you know, I didn't like, I didn't know what college was all about anyways, whenever, whenever I was going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was the the St. Edwards was the school that that I got recruited to, and it was in Austin. So I was like, you know what, it's not that far away. I'm just gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did you have did you have any other offers? No, I did not. I did not. No. Uh huh. I'm gonna say yeah. I did not. Okay. What position did you play? Because I know like you play on the left, um, and played- Steve can really play. <laughs> thank you man thank you so yeah i played on the left in 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 college but all throughout i played uh i played center mid i was a center mid really i don't yeah. see, i don't you, you don't know, see bro, that in me i don't i don't see that i see you on the wing more like you know you're not like i mean 
you know, with your speed and, you know, with, with the things you could do with the ball, like, I would, I, I would, okay, me, Santa, me, okay. No, you know what? It's funny. I actually like playing on the left more because I, I love dribbling, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoy dribbling. And I you can't do too much of that in the middle because if you lose the ball. Oh, you can lose the ball. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No, so after, I, after. I love, love dribbling. So I, I enjoy the left. Yeah. yeah. So And if you lose the ball off that, you can just still chase, right? Exactly. You, right, can, just, you can still yeah, chase back, back and all of uh, that. But, but right. I, think, I think soccer um, is also football. Um, for most of my audience, uh-huh. um, it, it's it's very similar to the game of chess too, because in chess you're taught you're taught to control the center, you know. So you're using right. your your e four pawns and, and your d four pawns. You're using your e, to get a control of the game. You mm-hmm. have to make sure all your pieces are focused on that. The, right. the, and I hope I, I I wish I could show the the the, the, the box, but you, you're controlling the center. And right. I heard, I had I heard a coach say. Just control the center. Like things happen from that center. Like right. that's why. Like you know, and we'll get to that. You know, um, yeah. um, as we're moving. So you, we're talking about you being a colleague, um, being a student athlete, and I know this this discussion that keeps coming up in you know in American sports <laughs> or even just you know just the NCAA. So we're gonna. That's where we're gonna start from. Okay. Um, that's gonna be our first. Um, our first major discussion, so to say, it's always been said, you know, should athletes be paid? You know, student athletes, you know, they're 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 bringing in a lot of money for the schools, mm-hmm. depending on the sports, right? Mm-hmm. I know my alma mater, um, University of Texas at Austin, in just their football program alone, they they realize up to two hundred million dollars every year. Even yeah. after, um, this pandemic here, people thought they were not going to hit that, but they were still able to hit that. Of course, yeah. some of it some of it comes from you know. The, the donations from alumni and all mm-hmm. of those, things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they generate a lot of money from that. And for the past hundred and fifty years, that NCAA has been, you know, these people are not being paid. And uh, people have said that, you know, most of the student athletes, if we look at it, you know, the basketball, the, the major sports right. um, in America, football, which is American football, basketball, it's predominantly for most cases, you know. African Americans, people mm-hmm. that come from the, that's what they're looking at mm-hmm. as the way out, right? And mm-hmm. so, in your opinion, and um, should should student athletes be paid? Or in, in fact, let me let 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 me let me lay this back a little okay. bit for those who are not really familiar with how this works. So, I worked I worked with student athletes, the financial aid side of it. So, I kind of know a little bit about this. So, right. as a student athlete, when you when when you're recruited by a school, if you're put on full scholarship, right, they pay for your room and board, and they pay for you know your the tuition or whatever that might cost, right? They they pay for that. I know Steve will be able to tell us um, more as, as far as he can share, right? Um, so they pay for all of that for you. So you just go to school like literally for free, and sometimes they give you some like a stipend, like eight hundred dollars for books and two hundred and fifty dollars. And we know we uh, where I worked at the financial aid office, we had to keep record of all of those just mm-hmm. in case you know they're being audited or anything. And so that's how it works, right? So you come to school for free, and a lot of people have said that's enough for a student athlete, you know, mm-hmm. for them having a free education, no matter what school you go to. And for the people that we even do the financial aid, most of them were out of state, so they were paying like seventy thousand dollars for uh for room and board for the tuition and all of those things so it this this and they haven't good you know great education ut is a great school san mm-hmm. andrew is a great school you know people mm-hmm. some of them get even this scholarship to harvard and to you know all this 
Ivy League schools and they go there for free. So a lot of people are saying that's enough for them. So in your opinion, do you think student athletes should be paid? The the short answer is yes. So I mean, the like like you said, the amount of money that they bring in is just outstanding. It's just it's just wonderful, man. It's just like whoa, you know. And if you yeah, you say okay, it looks good on paper. You know, you get you you get free tuition, um, you get stipend. But what is that? Seventy thousand per. Let's say let's say if that's seventy thousand per. Because you know all scholarships are not are not. Full scholarships, right? They're not. Yeah, I was supposed exactly. to say because even some of the football players don't get full scholarships. Exactly. So it's 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 not it's not guaranteed. Right. That it's not right. everyone that gets those seventy thousand. You know. Right. No, not everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. Like NCAA, I think last year they brought in like a one point one point one billion dollars. Oof. One point one billion dollars, right? There yeah. are they are a nonprofit organizations, <laughs> and I don't care whatever you do, you have to pay people that make that make you that money. Right, mm-hmm. and the people that make you that money are these athletes, and it's it's like a full time job. And I, I like I played I played soccer. I didn't play Division One soccer, but I played Division Two soccer. D right? two, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still a really good level. We yeah, yeah. The, we we beat level one, uh, Division One schools or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, the dedication that you put, it's um, it's it's like a full time job. It's like a 40 hour job. And I can I can only imagine the pressure of like, you know, let's say you you that went to UT, University of Texas. Right. I think they bring in they're one of the schools that bring in the most money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. In 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 uh in, in yeah, in, in uh when it comes to, you know, sports. Um mm-hmm. so it's just they they need more. You know, uh, students student athletes need to get, you know, money from from endorsements, you know, they need to to take out all the the, the regulations that that don't allow them to do that. Um, it would just, it's it's just not fair. Like it's just not fair. See, like w- w- what's the profit for these for these for these students? Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. enjoy you enjoy playing, right? But I need to be compensated for how much for how much time I'm putting into 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 this game and. Right. Plus, uh, some of these kids, you know, like you say, they come from from poor, more poor backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if they have money to, you know, help out family or, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, like they don't have to do a side job, a, a job on the side to 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 to, to for for food or anything like that. Right. Yeah, because um, that, that that would be hard because they're still going to school. You know, they yeah. still have to keep their GPA above yeah. above above you know yeah. to be able to play. Right. So, yeah, but I understand that mm-hmm. part, right? And I know some people have said it's like modern day slavery. I don't know if I really agree with oh, that. Because I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, because because they still get something. Because and, and, and in comparison to what they get, it's 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 ticking changes. We'll say. Right. Um, but but also, you know, people have said that you know if they start getting paid, right? Because th- there are specific sports that really get this money, right? Like for instance, this is not a knock on tennis or maybe rowing right? right so right. those don't really get much money so what you're saying is the revenue we get from from football right we mm-hmm. spread it around so if you're saying that we should pay our student athletes that means we, we need to cancel some sports i think that the ad um the athletic director for ut actually said i, I know they had a whole i think like 47 80s okay of different schools and they said yeah because if we start paying this football players now the y'all see and 
on Saturday and, you know, we know their names, you know, your quarterback, your wide receivers, you know, mm-hmm. their names, you know, your basketball stars. There are other sports that the money that re- the get from there goes to. So they're saying that if we start paying the student athlete now, um, some other sports are going to suffer. What do you, what do you think about that? Mm. That That's a good, that's a good counter argument. Honestly, that's a very good counter argument, but you know, sports, the sports are not equal when it comes to the money. Yes. It's just not equal. Like mm-hmm. tennis doesn't bring, compared to what football brings in, tennis mm-hmm. brings in nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. And even me, <laughs> even me that loves soccer, we yeah. don't nothing. We don't bring anything compared mm. to what basketball and football and football brings. Right. Right. But right. the, the, but the ones that do the sports that do bring it, um, I don't know. It's it's it really is tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough. It's it's a hard one to 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 kind of battle with. But right, right. Because and, and I had I had this conversation. You know, I was um I, I, when I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma at that time, and you know <laughs> we're in this truck, and and there were all the other people that were Caucasians, and you know I was like, you know, oh yes, yeah, so then should be paid, and you know they brought up that point. And I'm like, you know, that's a good point. I didn't really look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another argument that NCAA, and just recently, and that's why I really brought this up, you know, this this case was brought up to um, to, 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 to Supreme Court to, to, to pass a ruling right, on it. Right, right. And, and Supreme Court, you know, they said, you know, they should be able to um, get other benefits like, you know, internships and go study abroad and the school should be able to pay for that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. if the tutor people, they should be able to get paid for it. Because as a student athlete, like, and those student athletes, they try to cover their um, their behind because if there's any anything like, oh, the guy paid for it and NCAA has a sniff of it, that's it. You know, they're just going to yep. stand them and, you know, they're very, it's a big organization. So yeah. another an, another thing that, that, that um, one of the counter arguments with NCAA, what they're saying is that, when you start paying this athlete now, it takes away that amateurish deal or be like, it's like, oh, they're professional. Um, they're now getting paid for it. So people might look at the sports differently. Uh, do you think that's a, that's a, are you buying that? No, I'm not buying that. I'm yeah, not, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't. <laughs> because, because they're not looking at that when they're getting the money, are they? No, you they're know? not. When, when, they, when, they, when, they, when they get, where they're making all their money, they're not like, you know, we, 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 we're making, we're, we're making these kids work for free. Basically, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. And, right. they're not, you know, it's, they're not thinking about them being amateurs then. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to compensate them, they say, "Oh, right. the, you're like no." The, people the, would the, think the that, that would different. that would water down the sports a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it and, won't and, though. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. It I don't won't. think it won't. I don't think it will. And you know, whenever there's a collegiate star like you know the James Winston's of the world, the Johnny Manziel, you know that's mm-hmm. why that's when this conversation comes up. You know, right. those people should get something. You know, endorsement or they should get paid because well they. I think NCAA would look at it like we're showcasing this talent. You know, if they're good enough, they'll go to the big leagues and make millions, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them do, you know. Um, but also, you know, there was this case, um, NCAA versus um, O'Bannon. And, and um, O'Bannon played basketball for right. UCLA. And it was the ES Sports because, you know, I got this NCAA 14. It's a, it's a, it's an American football college, collegiate because I wanted to play with UT, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
he sued NCAA because the likeness of the players were used, but not nobody was paid for it. It's like saying they make a a, 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 a soccer game, right? For D two schools, and and they use your name, your image, your likeness, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't pay you for it because it's of course they'll pay they'll pay NCAA, but they didn't pay them for it. They didn't pay um the the, the players that they use because NCAA already. They say they have a right on the likeness and image of the players. And so um, this guy took them to court. And they, that's why EA Sports, I think EA Sports actually had to reimburse or pay those people. Uh, but moving on, um, we're going to go into something more. And and you didn't tell us what you do for a living, but um, I think this is probably more <laughs> on, on the side of the numbers of what you really do. Okay, I wanted to talk to you about keeping black money in a black community. And um, one of the stories I saw this this past week was um, T.D. Jakes and Tyler Perry coming together to, um, you know, have this about 136 acres in Atlanta just to build a, a like there's going to be apartment complexes there. There's going to be theater there that people could watch movies. And this is going to be a whole complex, you know, and maybe not only for black people, but it's really trying to keep that black, you know, just keeping um the black money in black neighborhoods or, you know, mm-hmm. helping people out. So what, how do you think that as black people, we can keep it? It's, it's said that on average, um, uh, the a black dollar spends around six, yep. six hours um, in our community, in the black community. Right. And, and I'm putting African-Americans and, and Africans together in this mm-hmm. conversation. So mm-hmm. how do you think that as, as a people or as a race, we can keep this money? Because I think that's, that's an empowering thing to do, you know, when we can keep, the dollar longer than six hours amongst right. community. Yeah. Right. So my thing, I think, you know, the, 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 the project that you were talking about, the Tyler Perry and TV Jakes, mm-hmm. I think it's an amazing project. Right. But I don't know how I don't like at the end of the day, as, as a business person, you don't look at you. Yeah. On, on the, on the, on the, on the surface of it, it looks like okay, it's just for you know, it's just for 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 black for black people or, or whatnot to empower black people. And yeah, it might be. But at the end of the day, as a business, you want to make money, right? And if you want to make money, you don't you you don't care who comes to your business. Anybody can come in and give you their money, and you'd be okay with it, right? So I don't I don't think that's gonna solve like yeah, it could yeah, it could it is it gonna help keep the, the black dollar in black communities better? Honestly, I don't think so. But I think it's a step, though, don't you it's think? A, it's, 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 I don't really think it's a step. I, don't re- I honestly don't really think it's a step. to Because what, what helps to keep money, uh, the black dollar in the black community, is, is better habits, right? It, starts, it really starts on how, because like, like you said, the, 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 the black dollar doesn't, st- doesn't uh, uh, spend a long time in uh what did you say in the yeah in the black community it's in the black six community. hours average of six hours right average of six hours what does that have to do with that doesn't have to do with with the with it just has to do with with the the uh, uh, your habit on how you spend your money right mm. i think it has more to do with that than than the community that you you're necessarily in because black people are spread out all the all over the u.s right so it's not just that's a that's a project in atlanta yeah but i don't think it's gonna it's gonna help keep the money in the black community. I'm sorry, but that's that's really my opinion. Yeah. So I, I was talking to someone about this too, and because the point I had down was, I think ownership is really important because uh-huh. because I think that's how because 
for instance, right, if 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 I wanted to buy something, right, and I want to and I want my dollars to stay, and I think maybe maybe I should probably explain what I mean by keeping the black keeping the money in the black community. You know, if I want if I want to get a haircut now, right, and I see a black business, you know, me patronizing that black business and and putting my dollar in the black in 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 in, in you know putting my money in that person's small mm-hmm. business, you know, mm-hmm. that that's like putting my money to empower I see, you know, I see. a black person. And, and so I was talking to someone and, and he said that um, it's probably, yeah, probably a grocery teacher that you can't, that until we as black people really um, reorient ourselves to actually provide skills. Right, um, to right. Provide, to provide, you know, all those things that people can need, that people do need, like, right. you know, plumbing, like handy work and, you know, having a, tr- uh, a food truck and you know all of those things and right. so that's how i look at it like this what tdjx and tyler perry are doing all the in in atlanta um it's really you know ownership and having right. that business where people can come in and spend their money and on the course to be with them will be in their own pocket so for me one of the things that really surprised me was you know like just the hair products right you know i think as mm-hmm. Africans, African Americans, we they, the our ladies use a um, a lot of hair products, and right. I think it was Kintu, and it was discovered that it wasn't even made by a black person. You know, it was made by someone else right. um, of some other race, and this is not race baiting or anything. But I think that you know a black person should be able to um you know know how to knows would better know how to serve a black person's hair, and I think there will be it would make more sense for us to keep that dollar to a black person. You know, just um, another example is, you know, I, I walk into a beauty uh, beauty supply store and, you know, it's probably owned by an Asian person or mm-hmm. by, by someone as a no <laughs> offense. And of course, you should be able to own whatever business you want to own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just see like, OK, these people are serving the African community, um, African-American community, African community. But it's not it's not very representative of our people there. So right. that's what I mean by, you know, that. Um, Keeping the black, uh, yeah, keeping in the in uh, keeping the black money in the black community. Yes, right. I think yeah, yeah, like you said, it's it's a really it's a good example of like right, like the like you said, the ownership skills and and uh you know empowering other people to do it. Yes, right. Right. But that, I think that's that's really what's gonna help us keep our money in our communities. It's yeah. us having skills that right. are gonna basically what's on the market. What's gonna What's going to make other people come to your business, right? Mm-hmm, I, think, mm-hmm. I think we always, you know, like we always talk about, let's say, let's talk about the black barbershop, right? We always talk about them, you know, being on their phone, doing this, doing... So basically giving service that that we're going to want to, we're going to want to go towards, right? We don't right. want to... Yes, we want to support black business, but we don't want to just support it because it's black. We mm. want to support it because it's, it's the best out there, Right? And so I think if so we, why is it why is it why is it not enough to support it just because it's black? Why okay? Why would anybody right? Why would anybody spend? Why would you spend more money somewhere where you if you can get if you can get a cheaper product somewhere else? Oh yeah, the, um, Steve, your accounting part is coming out now. Yeah, no, if, it if, if it's a, if it's if it's gonna be helpful for my community. Um, if it's, if it's going to be helpful. So, and I will say this, I will say this, right. You know, I went to a store, I needed to get new cleats because the, the one I have, it's already, uh-huh. uh, it, it got ripped. And I went to the small business, you know, it was just the, the mother with a, with, with, a, with a two children there. 
and it was a little bit pricey and it's a mexican brand um i don't even know if you know the name of the of, of the brand but mm-hmm. i just felt like you know what let me support this business you know i know i could probably you know go to academy and get something that's not of the same quality like something lower but it's going to be cheaper and i thought about that i was like you know what this money will probably do a whole lot for this small business than me giving my money to dick's good um sports and supply or academy there's a big corporation so sometimes it's like okay you know i don't mind paying a little bit more just you know if that would mean that i'm keeping the money here because but because we need the money there you're Mm -hmm. keeping the money there but it's the service like you got some good cleats right you still got the cleats that you could have gotten at uh academy right you still got some maybe not no i got this is a mexican of this is a mexican brand so i didn't know she said it's a it's an off brand it was one of the cheapest one there and so, you did so you, did you like the brand i didn't i didn't particularly like it i just took it because i wanted to support their business of course i wear it now and i mean it it, it, it feels fine like how the nike that i had previously felt so I feel like so what I'm what I'm getting it's at a, is th- th- there's some there's some I, me personally I think mm-hmm. there's some sacrifices that we probably would need to make just because um we want to see a result or want to see a change it might not it might not be the most palatable one it might not be the the one that you know makes sense it's just like okay you know what I just want to support um you know this someone once said that millennials oh I, we're we're not Gen Z right we're millennials. That mm-hmm. millennials are the ones that will go to a restaurant, right? And even though the 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 waiter served them, with the service was not you know great, they will still go ahead and tip the person because they know that person probably needs that money to pay rent. Um, I was at a restaurant and, and this lady she forgot to even serve me drink or something, and you know I was just waiting there and she's like, oh my god, I forgot, and I'm like, yeah, but I still tip her because yeah. I know she probably needs the money. So it, I could it, based on service, I I probably shouldn't have done that. But there's so what I'm getting at is there's some times that okay, um, the community needs help. Uh, money does not stay here for long. Okay, how could I be part of the solution to that? And right. one of the solutions I saw there's an app called Black Dollar App. But that's the thing, though, like if there are no black businesses. So if I wanted a burger, right. yeah, if I wanted a burger now, right, and I'm looking for a black business that 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 has a food truck and I have to drive like five hours to go get one in Atlanta is like three hours away and there's no one here in Nashville. There's no burger joint owned by a black person here in Nashville. Of course, you know, I'm probably just hopping to Burger King and get their Whopper or, you know, all of those things. So, right. yeah, I think ownership. Um, in my own opinion, and having that business or having that something that that us just us not just staying with a status quo that go to school, you know, start working for someone and stuff. We could do that, but also right. have we should have something on the side that we can offer people. I think yeah. that's why I think that's why I agree with you. Where okay, is the skills is the skills that we need. We need that skills, and we and we have it in us. It's not like it's not like we don't have it, right? We we right. we we've we've had. A, like a path of successful black America, right? Where mm-hmm. there were there were plenty of businesses, flour- people were flourishing, right? Because right. They, they were uh, self-made or whatnot. And there still are today, of course, but I think we need to, we, we need to teach, because like we, like we said, the black dollar goes, it, it goes into the market, it returns back to the market out of our communities too fast, right? right. That, that also means that we don't have good spending habits. Mm. We spend, we spend, we spend too much and we don't spend, and we, we spend too much and we don't spend in our communities. I don't know why, 
is it because do we offer the the, the product like you say is because we don't have the, the 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 businesses to support right 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 we don't have the business to support so we have to we have to learn those skills mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely yeah thank you um so moving on to one of the other big news i know um it also i think there was a ruling not a ruling but um the and the senate house this the the, the proposed voting um regiment that that the democrats wanted to pass was killed you know by mitch mcconnell and you know through the use of the filibuster um the, the voting the voting rights act of 1965 you know that this 90 this period was during the civil rights era and i know there's a um, civil rights um act of 1964 but this is the voting rights of 1965 mm-hmm. and it just it just basically said that um a black person of a minority or a person of color should not be not, so this in in a nutshell, in a layman's term, that they should not be hooplas before hooplas, or you know they have to jump through this before they could vote. You right. know, make it as easy as possible for people of color to vote. Um, mm-hmm. And and so this is kind of ch- challenged, right? And and it's it's been growing in Arizona and Texas, uh, where we're from, right, in Florida and Georgia, and um, the RNC, the Republican National. Um, committee it seems like they're really going after this you know going after curtailing some of this laws that are already in place you know it felt like maybe because they lost you know the, the major election so they're going after it and i would just really quickly go over we'll use arizona and atlanta for a case study while mm-hmm. we just discuss this real quick so in arizona we said that there were two things that that they they wanted to be to change right they wanted to change ballot delivery so ballot delivery was simply that um, you could vote, but someone someone could help you go drop your vote. You know, you you, right. you get the the the, the mail it to you, then you you select whoever you want to vote for, and someone could go drop it for you. A family member or a mail carrier could go drop it off for you. And mm-hmm. the second one was also if you're in a different precinct, right? You could just cast your vote there, and it was still going to count. So they're saying that, um, and this is from the Republican side of of of, of the R saying that. All of this things should be curtailed, right? No ballot delivery, or at least they should limit it. And casting a particular precinct, they're saying that if you cast your vote in a different precinct and they count it, that that vote should be nullified. So it seems to me that um, the Republican Party, and of course, I'll get you on this and see what your opinion is. It mm-hmm. seems like the Republican Party is trying to, and of course, if this qualifies under the Voting Rights of uh, Voting Rights Act of 1965, is is highly debatable. Right, because one of the lawyers said that right. this is this is race neutral, right? It's not really targeting the race, but it might actually affect the race, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? And, and does the timing seem like why are you doing this now after you just lost the major election? Yeah, honestly, it's a little it's a little shady. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, dispute that, but it's a sh- it's shady. But at the same time. I wouldn't say it's like it's 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 racist or illegal, right? We live in a democratic in a democratic country, right? So, like the Republican side, the Democratic side, the Democrat side, have the right to do these things, right? To try to enforce these laws, and we we go through a democratic process to to kind of to kind of uh, ballot it out, ballot battle it out, and so yes, there's a, like there's laws, there's a lot of laws, like you know there's so many laws out there that affect different people differently, right? But it's a democratic process and we have to abide by it. 
Right. So, and, and, and you know, that that's an um, interesting point that you brought up, you know, uh, our democracy provides some opportunity to do things that we might not look at. And of course, that's why it's it's in the Supreme Court, you know, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court had a hearing about right. it. And, you know, of course, they would, and and they, they asked um, one of the lawyers, the, the RNC lawyer in this case, and he was very honest with it. He said, you know, um, politics is a zero-sum game. You know, you have to, uh, that percentage of of voters, and it seems like, the, and I will complete that thought, it seems the Republicans, um, in my opinion, in my estimation, they're trying to limit how many people can vote because they mm-hmm. think that the less people that vote, the more mm-hmm. that votes for them. And mm-hmm. so they're making this a little harder for people. In, in, yeah. in Arizona, right, they're moving they're moving the, the, the ballot boxes to country clubs. Who are the people that live close to neighborhoods that have country clubs? Of course, people that have more money, people that right. are, you know, maybe Caucasian, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, people that are not minority, not living in for the sure. food, all of those things. So it makes it harder for them. So someone that has to drive, and if you have to drive, people don't maybe don't want to vote before. So if you make it a little harder for them, you know, don't mm-hmm. just give up. And I think that's the goal here. And I know in, in Atlanta, it's just like no Sunday voting initially. And um, it is said that Black people vote 10 times more on Sunday than than any other people because I think some churches have a program that after church, you know, of course, you know, after church, we're going to go vote. So that makes a whole turnout for, you know, black people. So if you're not like, all right, so let's be, because and majorly, you know, the statistics statistics will show that Mm -hmm. black people tend to vote Democrats most, Mm -hmm. not every black person. But so it seems like, all right, now let's take away that vote. So like you said, it looks shady. It looks like, but, you know, that's why that's why there's a rule of law. That's why it's going to court. If it stands, we'll see. Right. And, um, we'll probably, I will probably report back on that. Right. Yeah. The and church. so we like if if let's say, you know, the, 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 the two parties have the same goal, right? They both have the same goal. The Republicans want to win. Right. They want to win the Senate. They want to win the House. They want to win everything. They want to, you know, be in control of every every they have. They want to have more. Supreme Court justices. Yeah, of course, exactly. You know, they want to have a Republican president, you know. So that's their goal, right? And right. the Democratic side have their the party has their goal as well. And so they're both gonna have their, their own agendas and the, and the, it's gonna be battled out in you know in, in court. In that's, court. that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna play out. It's gonna play out. Right, yeah, right. I don't really I don't really like I don't know. Not that I, I'm not either Republican I don't really care for both not I don't shouldn't say I don't care. But that's just the democratic process, basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's how of course, I see it. Of course, there's some part of you that we don't like. There's some part of you that we exactly. look at. Like, right. Why would right. you? Why would you do that? Like you said, it's a race-neutral law, but it's just yeah. the effect it's it has. Ra- exactly. It's a minority. The today, it's, it's yeah. a legal. It's a legal law. It's it's not it's not discriminatory. But but, but, the, but the effect is, the, the, the effect <laughs> is though the effect of it is it's a little discriminatory right because right. if you're saying if you're saying that all right you know what um it's like saying for instance right let me see let me see what example I could use uh, okay no let let let's keep let's keep it with this voting laws right it's like saying hey you know what like the country club house it's it's on on the on superficially it's it's there's no racial intention to it. I agree, uh-huh. but 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 the effect of it is you know probably more white people leave close sure. to the country club. Yeah, yeah, than, yeah. So so you're making it a little harder. So for me, I see how that could fit into this 
voting act rights of 96 to 5 but you know to prove that in court might be a little bit harder because that's my like, point hey, right? it's that's just exactly. it's i'm not we're not targeting anybody but right the, the aftermath of it the, the aftermath of it the the after effect of it might target some people but that's not our intention mm-hmm. so it just it look it looks very it's you know, shady think, to me think, it's definitely shady for sure yeah i, I, I think, think yeah, i think mm-hmm. i think even though because we have the 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 right or we have the 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 um a, a top a, a type of government that's that's set up to to allow the I think also morality and just looking at doing the right thing should also count you know mm-hmm. because we can't do it because I can push this because I have the majority in the House of Rep in Arizona I don't know if that's true but but if they do that like okay just because we're in power or we in this we could do all of these things I think this should be um uh a, a moral compass or a moral conscience on 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 our on, on the hearts of these people to just be like, okay, all right, we're just trying to win. It's a game to us, but right. but yeah, that's that, that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, yesterday, um, it was announced that Derek Chauvin is going to be in jail for twenty two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I think he already spent around like hundred and eight, hundred and ninety nine days already out of it. You know, so um, I wanted to talk about this whole. You know, I think it was last summer, right? We saw. Uh, you know, protests on the streets and um, all um, blue, not blue lives matter, blue lives do matter, but black lives matter. Um, you know, and there was this whole conversation about white privilege and cancel culture. So I wanted to get your, your thoughts on, on that, on, on, on race in America and, and this police brutality that keeps, uh, that seems to be a recurring theme. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with which you know you talked about white privilege. You talked about so so, so we'll, we'll, we'll start with Black Lives Matter. We'll, we'll start with that with a whole um organization and just take it from there and just um bring it down to police brutality. Yeah. Um, Black Lives Matter. I of course I believe that Black lives do matter. First. Oh of yeah, all. of course uh, we all do. Right. I mean, but, no, no, we all do, but most people do. What? Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some people, like, because I said we all do, and that might not be a right statement. You know, it might be most people. There's some people that probably feel like black lives don't matter. Black yeah. lives don't matter. So, but we, uh, to, an, to a large extent, most people do, yes. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the organization, it's where I kind of separate myself a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. And even it comes to, like, ah. Uh, like I was watching, you know, some, a formerly a former uh, BLM leader basically left the organization because he felt they weren't they weren't helping the families, right? Yeah. There was there was uh, the the mother of I think it was Sharad Rashad I think it was Richard Turner that got killed in in California at 18 years old, and his mom didn't re- receive anything, right? No support, mm-hmm. no nothing from the organization, nothing. So these people, it seems like you know they're making money they're going to protest and whatnot but when it comes to actually making change and whatnot mm. none of it and and we're seeing reports of them you know buying houses all of them all over the places and so i don't think it's i don't think it's an organization and 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 i think we we, we discussed a little bit of this before where they're like a lot of a lot of their things on the on the website it's like going against the patriarchal family, the, the the nuclear family, and talking about all the sex, the, the the sexes and all that. It was just like, like what's y'all's purpose, right? Like what is your what is your purpose? And 
and I don't see I don't see them doing what they're supposed to be doing to help to help the 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 the, the, the issue on police brutality, which is an issue. Right. So 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 it it, it it's very okay, right? To, to because it's an organization, it's gonna have its own flaws, and you might not agree with that. But is it does that cloud your judgment on the issue that they're set out to address? Yes. How yeah, so? yeah, because if if you're saying if you're saying you 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 you're to address this issue, but you're not really addressing them. Then that yeah that clouds my judgment that that makes me not want to support your organization. Right, but you, you you can you can you can decide not to support your organization, but still know that what they're talking about is a real issue, right? Yeah, but if, okay. But if if you're talking about it for your if you like it's it's like if you're talking about it just for your own benefits, mm-hmm. then I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to work with you, right? Because if right. these people are making they're making millions of dollars, yeah, and no, there's a lot of donations the that go into them and people give to, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. They they're making millions off of off of dead black bodies. Basically, that's what's happening, mm. right? So why should I support you? Why should I support your 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 organization if it's not supporting those? those families that are being hurt right right so it does climb my judgment okay so what what's your what's your um what's your reaction to like all this police brutality that keeps happening and and um what's your taking the funding of the police oof i i don't think honestly people i think it's a big uproar people talk about defending the police but i don't know i don't i don't i don't i don't like the not i don't like the term I don't like the the it makes it sound like we don't need police, right? And every every community would disagree that we don't need that 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 we that we do need police, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you go to any rich neighborhood, what's what's over there, right? The the high security, right? They don't play with they don't play with with laws, right? There right. has to be, there has to be law everywhere if for for people to be safe. You can have you see what's kind of happening in in Portland right now, right? Mm. A whole police sector saying, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Because the mayor, the mayor is saying, oh, don't, 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 um, uh, don't prosecute crime, right? If whenever you have uh, uh, leaders like that, how are you, how is your city supposed to be safe? Right, right. right. So you can't, you can't say, oh, let's, let's, let's take money away from these people, right? We need, we need, we need, we need police officers. We need, they do a very dangerous job. First of all, I don't, I don't think we appreciate that as much. We like, they do a very, they put their line, their, their life on the line every single day. And of course, yes, there's, there's a, we, what we need is police reform, right? We don't need to defund the police. We don't need to take money away from, we need reform in the police, right? So that's, that's what I think. And yeah, there's, 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 there's bad apples. There's bad apples everywhere. Right, there's bad apples in the police. There's racist police officers. There's no doubt about that. But we need a reform. We don't need to defund them. We need police officers. That's and that's that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, moving on to white privilege. It was, so, what was your understanding of white privilege? And, and over the this course of the week, I, I was listening that um, a black male with a bachelor's degree, I think, in 2014, and a white male with a bachelor's degree. Um, the the disparity in their income was around eighteen fifteen percent, and that now in like 
the I think the latest data that came out it showed like it was growing to twenty two percent. What do you think might be responsible for that? And and do you think that that has anything to do with white privilege? Uh, I don't think that. I think I think data can be skewed, right? When you say, when you say, uh, oh, the white person owned they 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 make more per their bachelor degree versus what the black people make, right? You have to ask yourself. What are what are the what are the what are the bachelor's degrees in, right? What you know, did they did they do engineering or did they do communication, right? Hey, don't be hating on communication. I'm exact I'm not hating, but it's what the market demands. The market right. pay, the market pays engineers more than they pay people that do communication, right? That's just that is just a fact, a matter of life. That's just a matter of the market. And that's just numbers. Like that's not even a, it doesn't even look at, it doesn't even look at race 1%, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, that's, we, when we look at the numbers, we have to look at what, what were the degrees that they were, that, that they were uh, graduating from. You can't graduate with an English degree or, or something. And there's nothing wrong with graduating with the English degree or, or whatever else degree there is out there. But one is some of, some degrees are just, earn more people with with some degrees earn more than than others yeah no so i really when i when i read when, when i heard that you know like yeah i would need to really see the data because like you said it can be misinterpreted misinterpreted because mm-hmm. it's it's just like okay what are you basing this research on or what are right. you these numbers on um but what about white privilege well what does what does that look like to you do you think there's even anything as such i don't i don't i don't i don't I don't think there is. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think, I really don't think there is. I don't, I don't think, like, I've, like, I've been here since 11 years old, right? And I haven't seen this, I haven't been in a situation where I'm like, this person has it better than I, this person, this per, this white person can stop me from, from accomplishing what I want to accomplish. That's, that's but that's but that's not white privilege though, right? What, what is it to you? Let me so, uh-huh. okay. So so to me, it's like, let, let, let me start maybe with black privilege, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is very stereotypical. Um, the, the, the one one place that I felt black privileged, and you can see I have I'm doing with my hands. I'm doing air quotes. So I went to so this is basketball park, you know, and mm-hmm. you want to play ball, right? People, so you shoot for ball, you shoot for the cap for captain, right? Mm-hmm. So this guy shot the ball, he made it. Some other guy shot the ball, and you know. I think because I'm black and I'm a little tall, it was just like I'm gonna pick that guy first. You know, at that at that point, you have no one has really seen anyone play before because you know we just came out of to a hoop, and so you just choose me. So I feel like he just chose me based on my race, and just because of what he could see that oh this person is black, he probably knows how to play basketball. And mm-hmm. so with, with white privilege, what I look what I look at is. Um, the the interaction with police officers are a little different, right? Because I think for me, a, a Caucasian person is looked at as innocent until proven guilty, mm-hmm. and whereas a black person is looked at, and we have to just face the reality. You know, it's just of course, a black person is in my own. I don't think there's any research to back this up, but just the eye test for me that a black person is looked at as guilty until proven innocent, right? It's like, okay, he probably has weed in his car. He probably, you know, the, the stereotypical things mm-hmm. um, of sorts. So I look at that as white privilege, you know, it's like, all right, okay, we're going to give you this platform. I'm going to assume you're innocent, but prove me wrong. So of course, like, you know, there've been police brutality against Caucasian people, against other people of other races, but mm-hmm. it's just that like a black person 
as viewed, you know, as it seems to me by the officer, like this person might be dangerous, whereas a, a white person might not be viewed that way. Um, I think there was a video a long time ago of, I think there was this person, it was driving an Edo, he, it was, it was off, it was beyond the speed limits and the officer came there was just like, oh, I'm sorry, officer, like, blah, blah, blah. The officer was like, all right, you know, just a slap on the wrist and don't, like, next time, you know, we're going to give you a ticket. And it's, for me, I'm like, a black person will probably not have that opportunity to be like, oh, my bad. Like, you know, I was, I was doing a 80 on a 60. I'm sorry. Like, you know, all right, go this time. You know, I'm going a, I'm to a get you like, you know, next time we're going to give you a ticket, but this time. So this is some of the things I look at as white privilege, right? Hmm. That's a tough one, man, because, because, I, and I want, I don't want to be like, oh, I've never had a bad interaction with the police officer. Right. But I think, I think it depends like on a broad scale, I don't think because we're talking about police, the police issues right now, right? Yeah, or oh, general. So it's not just police issue now. It's like maybe a workplace or um or getting hired. Like this is not just confined to 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 the police brutality. Yeah, I think I think it goes in with their like we know as as black people and even white people they know that the racism is a real thing, right? People, some people are racist. But are we are do you, are we in are we in the 1920s, right? Yes, there's bias. Yes, there's stereotypes. But is there is there is there a law on the on the books that says this guy? I I I I I, I have to I have to prosecute this guy over this guy because of the because color of black, right? And I don't see it. There's and most of the time at work, right? If you're a good employee. If you're if you have the skill set to do the work, that's what most people care about. I'm not, and I don't think I I don't think in the workplace I don't see it otherwise, right? Right. It's it's like if you like you for you for example at your workplace, people don't you and then let's say you you do engineering or whatnot. If you have if you're the best engineer out there, people are gonna just you know they want they they want they want you to work for them, right? They don't say oh this. And I and I know what you're saying. Okay, maybe as a police officer, yes, there's there's instances, right? But is it is it on a broad scale that as 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 the media kind of sh- shows it at times? I don't. Right. Think, mm-hmm. I don't. Think, I don't. I really don't think it is like that. Yeah. So I, I know you probably have heard this too, that a black person has to work, you know, like maybe twice as much to get the same recognition as, 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 as a white person. Uh, and, and just, just this, this, this case, and then I will move it to, uh, oh, so can I, can I address that point real quick? Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm not, I'm not done with the point yet. So, so okay. I wanted to give up the example of, um, Serena Williams and, um, Sharapova, right. Um, Serena Williams to me is a better tennis player, but I think at some point Sharapova was earning a whole lot more than her. Mm-hmm. And it was from endorsement from different things. Um, and for someone to be the best at the sport that you're part of, uh, that looks a little bit like, you know, maybe race has something to do with it. But go ahead. Okay. So just that point, you can be, let's say, let's say, let's say, for example, Lionel Messi, right? Mm-hmm. I think Lionel Messi is far greater than, not far, but like, I think he's a much better player than Cristiano Ronaldo, right? But Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo, I think he, I think he might earn more from like, his endorsements, because he's he's more business savvy, right? And so he puts himself in situations where he's able to earn that much more money, right? And in the same case with Serena Williams, it's not that that, it's not that her maybe uh, Sharapova, I forgot what her name was exactly, 
she puts herself in in much better positions than um than Serena Williams when it comes to endorsements and whatnot. And so I don't think it's a you can't just say oh it's because she's black it's because it's that, but it's because of what position like Federer for example Federer make Federer makes so much money off the court so he has like his own business and what it's because he say okay I don't I don't want to just focus on the court but I want to I want to be able to use my uh my my file you know my profile outside of this and and you put yourself in you 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 uh you you obtain those skills and you put yourself in a position where you, you you're able to attain those goals right I, I don't see race as a as a component in that at all mm, okay um should critical critical race theory be taught uh, be taught in schools no okay um do you I think guess, so what do you think about it? Yeah. I, I think there's a balance to it. Uh, of course, like history should be taught, like with whatever thing that happened, I think it should still be taught the, the right way. You know, what we know so far. Should, mm-hmm. it, we shouldn't hide it, right? We shouldn't, um, you know, people, we should, we should not hide it. But of course, there's always a balance to it, I would, I would say. Uh-huh. Don't go too far left or don't go too far right. There's a sweet spot in the middle of it that you can, that we can teach the students just to so they have a better view of their world, yeah. right? But the, but the critical race theory is is based on race. It's it's a theory that oh, if you're white, you have it better than if you're black. And so that's, so that's, so, so that's what it that's is. I'm saying. That's saying historically that's true. Right, historically it's true. Right. right, so that's what I'm saying. So we so can, you can teach, teach history the... as a, as a you can teach history and history. History is facts, right? Things happen in history. Right. right? So we don't. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Today, so so uh-huh. maybe, maybe not the critical theory, race theory itself. Maybe not right. that, but a similitude to it, right? Maybe not critical. Maybe the critical makes it sound like you know absolute. But no. But they should be. They should be. Um, race like it should be race theory. Maybe not race theory itself, but that history should be should be should be taught. And but it, nothing should be taught as of now. So it's been said in the the, the 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 pedagogy right now, or the way it's being taught right now, it's like dampening down some things or taking some things out because it feels uncomfortable to talk about. Um, of course, I don't know what those things are um, because I'm not in high school. Of course, I could probably look at some, but some of the textbooks they said, I think in Texas or so, they take some things out. They they, they do take how brutal, like even just the, to the Native Americans, right? How mm-hmm. how the whole process went down you know, like how brutal the whole, you know, slavery was and all of those things, you know, just like, just say the passing and, you know, the fellowship, you know, like they, they mean good to, you know, like that. So I think it should be taught, like we should have the right perspective that, okay, these happen because then it makes it harder for people. Nobody needs anybody's sympathy, but at least it makes it like, oh, okay, man, yeah, like, you know, their forefathers went through that or their forefathers went through that. Oh, okay, this is how we got here. This is how we are. Okay, I don't have to feel entitled, right? No, I think that there was something that I saw already that someone said, oh, if you cannot speak a foreign language, go back to where you're from. And, you know, that, oh, uh, an Anglo-Saxon American is not really from here. You know, they took over this place. So what's the language? What's the language of this land? You know, it's what the Native Americans speak because this is their own native land. So, you know, things like that. So if you have that at the back of your mind, you're more conscious. Yeah, I think that that makes you a more aware citizen, um, so to say. So maybe not the, criti- the whole critical 
race theory thing, but like a form of it, I would say. Yeah. Because that's why like the educators, I think the educators in Texas came together like, no, we need to teach some of this, you know. So um I would say that. Yeah. I would agree, yeah. Like I okay. agree that like basically reform to how we teach history history. Yes, I would like that. But saying critical race theory, I would disagree with it. With the whole concept. With the whole concept. That, that, that one race is better than the other based on race. Has has better has better has privilege based on based on their race. Like imagine 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 growing up as a as a black kid, right? Going to class saying, "Oh, these people are or or have have a better advantage than you at life." I'm like, "No. No, I don't. No, I'm black and I and I like being black and I don't I don't see and and you see the videos of even black parents with the outrage of 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 what this critical race theory has, but I don't know if you've seen some of the videos Across all all type of races, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just like I don't I don't want my kid to be to be thought that he's less than a, than another person, right? Just because that, the color of your skin, person is an enemy, right? Right. It that's and it brings it brings hate in in a sense, right? right. There needs to be reform so. on how you teach. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, right. You can you can you can be more you can be more uh, realistic with how things went down, mm-hmm. but to just say. Oh, this person is 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 inferior, or this person is an enemy. Then that's a completely different thing for me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Zabi or Nestor, who is better? Oh, who was better? Oof. 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 Different positions, man. But the, literally, you could you could interchange them. You you can't really put Xavi in Iniesta because you can't really do that. Come on. Are you kidding me? You can't. Xavi can't play that. No. Xavi can't play that. All right. What was what was your first um, exposure to Messi? And it was Messi's uh, Messi's birthday this past. Um, um, this, this, yeah. yeah, yeah. This this week um, with seven hundred and forty five goals, thirty five trophies, six Ballon d'Or. Man. Yeah. Um, what, what was the first thing? What, 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 what was your first exposure to Messi? Watch, first started watching him in Cameroon. You know when he uh, scored that first goal, but that, by that assist by Ronaldinho. Um, mm-hmm. So, because we know we, we, my, my my dad would always bring me to to bars and whatnot to to watch games. To watch games. Yeah, and man, when he started playing, it was just like. This guy is ridiculous. You know, my favorite player then was Ronaldinho, right? Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, this guy, he's going to have a few games and then go away. Mm-hmm. But season after season, just put it, just enjoyment, man. Um, and Eto, mind you, Eto was was also my, my the Cameroonian, you know. Right. Like, so y'all supported Barca. Barca. Exactly. Yeah. It's my team. It's yeah. my team. And so he's the best in the world, man. He's the best in the world. Yeah, my yeah. first exposure to Messi was when uh, Bassett played um, Chelsea, and the you know, yeah, and yeah. and they the, I think I think it was what that was the game that uh, Ronaldo did the Samba thing and they scored. Um, but they brought him in, and I think it hit the bar or something at the game, and I was like, "Who is that?" Mm-hmm. Like it was playing on the right. It was of course it was playing on the right wing, and it was just fast and stuff. And of course, it was still wearing the nineteen. I think. Um, and I was like, man, who is this person? I used to yeah. have a joke back then that, um, this person will probably be greater than Ronaldinho and Eto because he wore the number 19. So I'm like, he's Eto and Ronaldinho <laughs> had it together. I was, and this was before like 
he because of the number nineteen. Good point. Uh, we can we can see where he's at now. Yeah. Um, I know you have a whole lot of Nigerian friends. What do you think of Nigerians? What do I think of Nigerians? Mm-hmm. What I I think I think Nigerians are, are, are great people. Especially when I like them more when when they keep Cameroon out of out of when they when they keep Cameroon out of their mouths. <laughs> oh man! Because we Don't because start. we because we did, we're better than them at soccer, right? You know, we're better than them at soccer. So, what was your first, what's your what's your proudest um, being a fan of Cameroonian football? What was your proudest moment? Oh, with Cameroon! So many, so many. The one, yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're the first, we're the first, team. this is not my proudest moment, of course, but, you know, just then you know that we're the first African team to make it, you know, to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Just, just oh, was the back of the Roger Miller time? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, but, right. yeah, but okay. my favorite, my favorite one was the, the AFCON, we won, we won AFCON against, I think it was Egypt, yeah, we beat against Egypt, okay. you remember that? I don't, I don't think so. The the one, the the my worst experience with Cameroonian football was when y'all came to Lagos, and oh. and and so it, that was a game that we're supposed to win. I remember Victor Kweba. He played the penalty and he it 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 went in the it, it scored right, but it ricocheted off the bar and mm-hmm. it, you know of course there wasn't goal line technology back then, mm-hmm. um and then it bounced back out. And so he put his hands <laughs> on his head like, oh, and the ref just went with a the, with the reaction. That, and so y'all won. So we, we I think we called host that with another country, but the final was in Lagos. In front of the fans and everything, Cameroon beat us in the final to get the cup. I still remember that. They're like, yes, I don't know how old that was, but I was just like, yeah. that was my exposure. That was like to someone I told you. Wow. I was like, man. Yeah. I don't even remember that. But man, we, we, we Cameroon and... We hated playing y'all, you know. <laughs> we absolutely hated playing, especially when you guys had Okocha. Yeah, Okocha was in the game and he played well, and Kanu was there, and there was there was like who was we we had the names, bro. Like we oh, had yeah. the names, yeah, we had the names, yeah. We, we were convinced that Okocha like did some type of voodoo, man. The guy really? was so good. <laughs> we were convinced. I promise. There was always these like weird stories about Okocha when oh, I was oh really. <laughs> I, dude, I remember vividly the people yeah. be talking about this guy's house and stuff. Like, come, what, what's up with this guy, man? Uh, oh, you, 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 th- th- there was this testimonial match um, that Eto played in, and and Eto oh, was yeah. dragging Okocha out. Yeah, yeah, that he should not play. Or something. Yeah, Eto yeah. told him to keep to, 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 to keep it, keep it easy, man. Keep it I easy. Yeah, no, these are old people out here playing. Like, don't be exactly. shut up. Yeah. yeah, but no, Coach is a great player. No, yeah. I remember like that's like. That's one of the players, of course, like growing up. I think they used to call me JJ. Like, so when I went to go play and people complimented me, like JJ, like that made my day, bro. Like, they, had to na- they had to name him twice. I, I was so good. They had to name yeah. him twice. Yeah, yeah. JJ, yeah. JJ, JJ. No. And dude, even, even Ronaldinho admits that, like, you know, he got some of his skills from, from Okocha when they were yeah. Right. So I think he said that there are two number 10s that he really respects. And Ronaldo, um, Okocha was one of them. And, one other person from I think Brazil, like mm-hmm. um, a Brazilian league or so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, sir. Hey, this has been fun, Steve. Uh, I, I really that. appreciate you. Um. I was about to say coming out, but at least you know you spending this time and just talking about these issues. Um. Talk to you yeah. soon, brother. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. No problem. Yeah.
All yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's it, brother. Yeah. All right. Some of the other news that got my attention this week um, was especially the UFO sightings, right? And this week, the Congress was briefed about UFO findings. And they said for the past, I think, is it three years? There have been over like 170 of this. So UFOs, right, unidentifiable flying objects, or now they're called UAPs, unexplained area phenomena. So they... So the the naval department have been seeing all of this weird objects flying in the space in, in our space, right? And I think one of them, the one in Arizona, I think they were trying to, you know, the radio caught it and they were trying to stay on it, and it just accelerated from like probably I think it was like 50 miles per hour to like 400 miles per hour, and that technology is impossible right now. And so they try to rule out, okay, is this? The Russian spying on us is this Chinese spying on us, and they're just like you know this technology is really that it's not feasible that it's an enemy or an ally that's using it. So that begs the question: Are aliens real? Like are there other civilizations out there that we don't know about? So uh, that was really interesting this this week that the, the the filing came out. The report did not live up to what people expected. Right? People thought it was going to be fireworks and it's going to be, oh, you know, now we can say they're aliens or something or there's intelligent alien, alien life coming or there's an intelligent life apart from us out there. Another news that really got my attention um, was, I think there was a report by the World Bank that Nigeria's economy already lost 10 years gain the the 10 year gain that we that we had so like the GDP is back to like what it was in the early 2010s like probably 2009 ish and so that means for the past 10 years what have we done as a what what is it's not our responsibility right it's not the nation's responsibility it's like, what have what what have the government done what so like literally nothing and even it feels like we're regressing and that was just interesting to, to just now that it was interesting it was just like really we're not even like moving just forward like maybe just 0 0.01 point gdp you know that and also another news that really got my attention was um apparently and i know this was going off in social media so there's this app called crow c-r-o-w-w-e so this in, in in regards to the twitter ban apparently this app was made or outsourced by Adamu Gaba and Gaber um, is a PDP senator I don't know if he's still a current senator now um, but he was also the guy that sued Jack the suit the father lawsuit against Jack Dorsey during the NSARS movement about with Twitter um, allowing that on the platform so it kind of makes sense now so he sued Twitter back then not because he thought it was the morally right thing to do and who am i to really question is what his motives are but maybe maybe not maybe because buhari also was work also paid him some money i think like 136.8 million million naira was also paid to this guy you know from buhari so that was always reported so i don't know how to verify that but that was always reported so it's just really like what's really going on with this you know it's um it's something it's something and moving on to sports england um 
of course after i do this um england and germany who do i think is gonna win i'll still stick with england i'm supporting them and i'll still stick with them hawks and box what do i think about this series oh i thought it was gonna be a sweep i thought the box were gonna sweep the hawks but trey said he has something to say about that and i still believe that trey is the closest thing we have to steph and um is the second coming of Stephen curry i definitely believe that the phoenix Suns and clippers so i didn't really give my verdicts on hawks and box i think box would still win i don't know how many games it would take but i think that they will still win um i'm actually not rooting for the box so <laughs> uh phoenix Suns and clippers hmm, that's gonna be interesting now because a lot of people have been talking about Ty Lue's coaching and I think I'm coming to realize that it wasn't just because he had LeBron back in Cleveland you know he's doing breaking um, records and all of those things so um, it should be an interesting series I don't think Kawhi is going to be back and um, yeah and also the way go rule in football soccer has been scrapped and one of the one of the fondest memories of, of a wiggle rule prevailing or or seeing it in effect was that Chelsea Bassa game. Um, it was <laughs> so if it was never wiggle rule, then how would that outcome have, have, have been shaped or how would that outcome be? Um, there are other things I want to talk about, but this podcast it seems like it's going too long. So enjoy it and let me know. Feedback, 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 please, and have a wonderful weekend and talk to you soon.